Master Skywalker, there are too many- Swear words. What are we going to do? <laughs> Terrific. This show contains some adult language and may not be suitable for younglings. Hello there. He's no good to me dead. We're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? I think you'll fill in nicely. This is where the fun begins. Hello. And thank you for joining us for news, reviews, and interviews from your favorite galaxy far, far away. My name is Pat, but don't you call me Padawan. Collins. Greetings and salutations. It's the Mayor of Alderaan, Andy here. And I'm Ryan. Total cis show. Sherman has. Oh, this is the first time in like two or three weeks that uh, you've been able to get that all the way out, Ryan, without an interruption. Without sithing the bed. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Good one. Oh. Oh. We're cooking already, folks. Whoa. Whoa. We're working. It's what's for dinner. Uh, all right. So, yes, uh, and what's for dessert? A delicious, delicious podcast served to you by three handsome. Well, you can't really verify that because it's an audio medium podcast we sound handsome though i would say we do we sound pretty handsome man i i don't even use yeah. like audio effects like that's just raw just just sexy sexy voices this is my real voice hello podcaster hmm. let's All right. talk about star wars yeah now that most people have turned it off we can stick to the <laughs> real fans <laughs> yeah all right so um yeah fellas Happy birthday to George. Happy. Wait, is it though? Is it a happy birthday? Official Star Wars Twitter account refuses to acknowledge and recognize George Lucas's birthday. How dare they? How dare they indeed? I came across an article here from piratesandprincesses.net saying that Disney and Lucasfilm have gone out of their way to remove themselves from the original Star Wars films, except when they want to actually make money on merchandise. Ooh, that's that's pretty stilted. Now, they can't... Whoa, it's jumping. Now they can't even wish George Lucas a happy 77th birthday. You'd think that would be of some significance, too. You know, 1977 is when this mm. whole ding-dang thing started. Pardon my French. And... It, it, You'd think there'd be some kind of like 77 and and here we are or something much more 77 lightsabers, 77 death stars. Is he really 77 years old? Buck wild, eh? Time is a weird wow. concept. <laughs> how, old, how old was he when he did Star Wars? Well, let's do the math. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me check my computer. <laughs> I wasn't actually really typing. Two hours later. <laughs> He would have been like 34. Oh my God. I'm, I'm turning 35 this year and I haven't made a single Star Wars yet. I turned 36 and I've only watched some Star Wars. Oh, <laughs> don't worry, guys. We'll get there. We'll get our Star Wars one of these days. This podcast can be our Star Wars with the help from listeners like you. So please share us with your friends. We'll get that out of the way early. Uh, Tell at least one or two people about us. We greatly, greatly appreciate everyone tuning in. And um, yeah, hopefully you all recognize and wish George Lucas a very, very happy birthday. Um, 
yeah, a lot of people apparently uh, stopped doing the birthday wishes because they got called out for neglecting to wish some actors happy birthday mm. where not recognizing other it's like what's yep. that threshold where's that line that you have to draw that like is it only the stars and the creators or is it like you know do you go so far as to recognize the key grips on all these movies and this and the best boys and the production assistants and like where's that line i think the line would be the person who created one of their <laughs> most profitable <laughs> properties and it's a 77th birthday of the year that it first came out that that's a, there's the line right there yeah you tweet that one I mean, it's the he's the Godfather, right? Like he's he's the reason why a lot of those those key grips and best boys and production assistants and and artists and actors and hell executives have jobs. So yeah, not wishing him a happy birthday. Ooh, but mind you, that being said, I don't wish people a happy birthday on Facebook or many social media outlets. I might like send a private message or a little text, but I won't outwardly do like a big. Happy birthday or, on your wall, or, yeah. smiley face or even with cake. On this podcast, when it was someone's birthday. Oh fuck! I we did. It was like two weeks later. You guys, I'm pretty sure it was my birthday in the podcast. We referenced it, but we didn't actually say anything about it. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. That was my fault because Ryan wasn't even there. At it that was time, referenced in the intro, and then we never even talked about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess the. The compass is slightly shifting towards sympathy on Disney's side, being like, yeah, well, I don't blame you. I don't, do, I don't wish people happy birthday either. Anywho, happy birthday, George Lucas. Mm-hmm. From all mm-hmm. of us, the entire team of Good Morning Alderaan. George Lucas. All right, what else we got? Uh, there is rumor of Ray. Daisy Ridley has been in talks about reprising her role, so this is just a rumor um as is everything that we talk about <laughs> rumors <laughs> and speculation in our opinions that's the um, fun of it yeah so but yeah apparently maybe maybe not uh daisy ridley has expressed interest in reprising her role and then there is a theory and a rumor out there this comes from inverse uh that it's possible rumor mandalorian season three will continue the story of ray Ooh. Um, now, the talks in the article um, just about, again, Ridley's interest, uh, the idea of a time jump, because uh, what they're talking about is uh, before there was rumors of a time jump in Mandalorian, uh, about two or three years, that the theory out there is that so Luke could properly train Grogu, and then we would jump two or three years in a- ahead, maybe do some Mandalore stuff, and then eventually Din Djarin would look to reunite with Grogu. Um, but what mm. this article is referencing, and I don't know the exact timeline myself, so I'll be interested in what you guys think. But what it's saying is 22 years um, if we were going to jump forward for Ray mm-hmm. to appear in season three of Mandalorian. Um, the only other thing I, thing I can think of is what Pat has talked about before, about the world between worlds. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, there's a couple of directions they could go with it, really. I mean, Ray is at a place right now right now being this like post rise of Skywalker. Um, she is essentially peaked at her training because mm-hmm. really the, the Jedi texts are all burned. All the Jedi are dead. 
um, that nope. we know ooh, of. Ooh, 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 correction, correction. She took them. She took them. They're not burned. Mm-hmm. She had oh, them in she, the uh, right. the, glove, the the glove compartment of the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. That's right. I forgot about that. I kept freaking. I, I keep referencing back in my mind to that scene with Yoda, you know, like. Luke scrambling and going, the sacred mm. text! And just how ridiculous the that scene Jedi text! Yeah. Page turners, they were not. Oh, God. Yeah. God. <laughs> Read them, have you? Mm. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, the problem with, like, anything that will happen post-sequel trilogy is you're in the exact same place that you were after Return of the Jedi. So you could literally do the exact same thing that Mandalorian's already doing. So, I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, you know, they just defeated another empire. You know, maybe what was Ray going to start a new Jedi Council thingy? I don't know. It it could be interesting. Like, they have no shortage of content that maybe they could just kind of substitute Ray with who Luke was in a lot of the Legends era canon fodder stuff. That would actually be cool. That might be an interesting way to bring in Legends stuff, but with Ray. Yeah. I mean, it's. uh, you're of course going to get people and you know what? I might even be one of those people. I don't know. Just, it would have to be done delicately to respect the original legends because they owe me so much. Um, and it's, it's a slippery slope really. And that's Mm -hmm. maybe something they're not real. They being Disney is not really willing to take a huge risk on maybe just based on the reviews Mm -hmm. of the sequel trilogy. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, it depends who's at the helm as well, because I think, you know, the Filoni Favreau team has certainly earned a lot of trust and there's a lot yeah. of great directors that are um, making strides and, and there have been announcements for various different projects that are going to happen, but they're at this time unnamed, unknown. Mm-hmm. We, the public, do not know what the plans are for like the Ryan Johnson trilogy, uh, the Taika Waititi uh upcoming film that he he has quoted to say i will ruin star wars um so yeah it's it's interesting i don't know i have no idea no idea what that time jump could look like see i don't want to i feel like 22 years would be too far unless unless mando season three will be the final season of mando which i don't know if it would be and you could do a time jump within the season do you know what i mean like you know have it maybe grogu's not in season three and then like a post credit something or other, it jumps ahead twenty two years and Grogu shows up or something, and then Ray's involved. I just feel like twenty two years in the way Mandalorian season two ended would skip over a lot of stuff that I'm sure we all want to see. Yeah, whether that's a little bit of Grogu's training or whether that's you know what's going to happen with Mandalore and the dark saber. Like, there's too many loose ends there. Uh, Moff Gideon, you know what I mean? There's too many loose ends to jump twenty two years just to have a Ray cameo. Yeah. Certainly, it's uh, it would be definitely shoehorning Ray into this series. Just to, I don't really even know why why they really feel like they would have to. Um, that but, being said, I, th- I think I think a Ray series could work. Oh, for sure, having her back in like uh, her own thing, definitely. Mm-hmm. But like, we're so invested now in in you know Din Djarin and uh, Grogu and. I mean, now we've been introduced to Boba Fett and he's getting his own new series now. So perhaps this time jump thing is something just to introduce a series or a new trilogy of the next chapter in Ray's development. And 
whatnot, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I, I love the rumor mill. Uh, a lot of people don't like it. Holy crap. A lot of these like Facebook fan groups are like, what's your source on this? We don't post theories and nonsense bullshit here. No, or no, just theories in general. Theories in general. Oh, theories in general that, that's that's what star wars is all about like for for the longest time it was like three movies right so it was like, like people are replying to the article no no not the article like any articles in general that speak uh, on theories uh like there's certain websites that are cast people giving us slack for our podcast <laughs> no no, no, no not that i've heard yet uh, that's part of the fun of star wars right like you know it was only three movies before with this clearly massive inverse universe to it like with the jedi and all that all the expanding universe stuff was speculation and theory and rumor and it's part of the fun yeah and it's just falls into what you believe in because there were so many different canons back then that you know they they the comics counter or uh, went against a lot of the stuff that was built up within the book series and the video games and other little things that just like it's like well hang on in the comics at this time luke did this whereas in the novel he did this and said this so like you just went with what you believed in with what you liked and enjoyed and it was all imaginative but uh yeah who it's 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 the fun of it is making up and following along with what you think is going to happen next in this in this Mm. wonderful galaxy far far away and now we have multiple movies, TV series, and speaking of TV series, I have some breaking news, Pat, that boop, boop. you don't know about. Andy has watched the first episode of <laughs> Bad Batch. Hey! It was very good. It was very good. Wow. Yeah. Huh? Good on you, bud. I thought it was you... very ma- mature, the first episode. It was. So have you only watched the first episode? Because as yes. we sit here recording, yes. episode three has been released. Okay. Yes. I saw episode I while I was watching Lion King and Frozen for the sixth time today um, <laughs> with my daughter. Yep. I noticed that uh, episode three was up. It is. It is. And uh, yeah, I y- did you pretty much nailed it. Episode two, um, but I fell asleep. It happens. You're a busy boy. I would say episode two of, of the episodes that have been out so far, I would say episode one is really good, but it's not, it's, it's like an hour and a half. It's basically a movie, but yeah. the most recent episode was probably the best one so far. Ooh. Okay. Number three. Yeah. It got, it got I would agree. Dark. It was, I would but it was agree. good. And, and Andy, this, uh, this is no spoiler zone whatsoever, but, um, I, I, I hear you when you say it's a mature show especially especially this last episode theme to it especially this last episode mm-hmm. but, well um, i was impressed with the first episode how they yeah how it was mature but they also did a good job kind of picking up right off of order 66 kind of like what clone wars did yeah um in the final season so i thought that was i thought that was really cool yeah seeing like the and like, it wasn't like a huge bad batch fan when they were in the clone wars it was kind of, was kind of like eh whatever but um yeah, it's actually really well done. Yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, um, it's certainly off to a great start. Um, you know, the first couple episodes are just that right amount of action, as well as some interesting developments and stories, and uh, again, kind of sparks that get your mind wheel going again down the rabbit hole of theories and what's going to happen next. But so, uh, yeah. Speaking of theories, yep. Andy, since it's fresh in your mind, who do you? What do you think? Omega or Omega, what do you think her deal is? Do you do you think she's a clone of Palpatine? Do you think 
what do you think's going on with her? I want to get your your fresh take, hot take. Why why do you think she'd be a clone of Palpatine? I don't think she's an actual clone of Palpatine, but I think it's implied that she's potentially force sensitive. So is she right? The first part of that cloning program that helped clone Palpatine, or something different? Right, right, right. I keep forgetting that Palpatine essentially oh. like controlled all the cloning. I know why I think <laughs> this is someone said there's a rumor because her hair looks very much like um, Palpatine's hair before he gets all gross. It's just got like that back oh, swoop kind of hair. Like that brill cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. That's why. Uh, I think she's clearly like um, kind of similar to the Bad Batch. Like she has the kind of, I don't know, is Tamura, is he a, is he a Kiwi? Yes. Yeah, so she's got that New Zealand accent, and she looks kind of like a blonde female version of the clones. But yeah, um, I'm curious what her purpose is. I think she's just a female clone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I have to play I'm, with that a bit more. I'm also wondering if they'll, because this is also a Filoni series, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder in some way if he's using this to really give him a lot of. Because he, him and Favreau got so many shows that they got their, like, hand on. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wonder if this is, like, an introduction to the character in the animated world to actually expand on the story in, like, a live-action world. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious to know what the end game is with her. Because there's yeah. nobody that I can really think of who she would be right now. You know that she's going to have some kind of connection to, you know, the greater the, the greater universe as a whole, whether mm-hmm. it be, yeah, like you say, Ryan, that f- one of those f- first Force-sensitive clones. Um, mm-hmm. I did read somewhere that clones can't be Force-sensitive. But, but Snoke was. But Snoke was. So somewhere down yeah. the line, they they would have had to out. discover that and figure that out. Um, but And that's <sighs> the whole thing with, like, Grogu's blood, right? Mm-hmm. When they were yeah, testing Grogu, on Grogu. Grogu would be around at this time, right? Right. Um, and yeah, it's true. Maybe this could go into some. Oh, we watch. No, if you want to jump into that. Hmm? <laughs> so Obi Watch stuff. Do you want to? Hey, you can have Obi Watch. This was this was a, a me thing, an Andy thing. No, no, um, no. I want you to go into it, like because no, I no, think it could no. connect to this show. I don't. I don't want to. No, you found it. No, no, this is you. No, you found it. No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I, I am graciously passing it to you. I don't want it. Well, th- I, well, well, okay, as we fine. know, we'll be watch possible cameo. Now you tell us what the cameo is. We don't. Well, we don't know yet. But I guess you and McGregor. Wait, do we do, we do the music? music? Are you cueing the music? Pat? I'll cue the music right now. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Okay. Okay, Obi-Watch, cameo, possible. So, McGregor was on Jimmy Kimmel this week promoting something. I don't know. All that matters is he talked about Star Wars. His name is Ewan. Ewan McGregor. And and I I will read the exact quote, and you guys can... I like to call him Ewan McGregor, as in Obi-Wan McGregor. Anyway, go ahead. I'll read the quote. This is what Obi-Watch isn't mine, so you just take it. (laughs) I don't want to take it. I got... Okay, so here's the quote, and you you guys pick it apart, okay? This is what Ewan, Ewan, 
said, he said, I got to play a very special scene on May the 4th with someone very special in my life, and that's all I can tell you about it. So this is in reference to him starting filming Kenobi and saying he got to film a special scene slash cameo with someone. Is he married or have a mom or something? No, that special someone has got to be Hayden. Or uh, Liam. Or Liam. Bananas. (laughs) Bananas. (laughs) I found that clip the other day. That's so good. uh, In the interview, Jimmy asked him if it was Hayden, and he said no. (gasps) And then said, is it someone you've done a movie with before? And he said no. Oh. Oh, my. So there's some people speculating that maybe it's they're going to somehow show Grogu and how Grogu escaped or somehow connect to Omega and Grogu being involved with making these fancy clones and maybe Obi-Wan. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. That's why I wanted to con- that's why I wanted to connect that with Obi-Wan because that was a or speculation. Maybe it's Jar Jar Binks. He's filmed something with Jar. Well, he's filmed something with Ahmed Best. Maybe it's someone else. Someone very Best special like, in my no, life. Oh, that's no. right. Never he's been on screen before. Huh. I feel like I think maybe it's one of his kids. Someone very special in my life. Who's maybe he married one, to? Is he married to someone? Maybe one of his kids. Does he have kids? I don't know. I think so. If he has kids, maybe one of them is being cast as young Luke. I was just thinking Ooh. that. Maybe. Ian McGregor. Oh, he's got a bunch of kids. Clara, Jamyan, Anuk, Esther. Who's he married to? He's divorced. Oh. No, that's, oh. That's rude, Ryan. Actually, this is interesting. You know who he's dating right now? Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. Also played Huntress in the Birds of Prey. Oh, no way. That could be interesting. She's an actress? Uh-huh. An actor? Maybe. Oh, interesting. Okay. We, I think we cracked it, boys. We cracked it. We cracked this nugget. Sorry, Disney. The gig is up. You thought you could get away with it, see? <laughs> and then and then Mickey Mouse comes out. Hi. Got away with it too if it wasn't for that meddling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Those fuckers. <laughs> oh, the bitches. All right. Um, cool. Okay. Interesting. God, I want to watch this damn Obi Wan show. Hurry up and film it. It's, it's got to be like early next year that yeah, this thing comes out. I might not out. be alive by that time. He did have his luscious locks doing the interview. So, no. <sighs> No going little back, going back to the mullet. Yeah. And the I mean, beard. It would kind of so. make sense if he had a long hair, at least for the initial days on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when he's flying off to fight Anakin or find Anakin one last time, he just has like a nice <laughs> clean trim and he gets haircut. A, he gets a glow up. <laughs> yeah. Just like who's a sweet like Yeah, like a sweet like uh montage of him like just getting ready. Yeah, and then he, he's showering. Gonna, <laughs> shampooing his hair he's gonna spin around in the barber's chair and then grogu's gonna shake his head no and then he's gonna spin around again and have like yeah. cornrows and he's mr. gonna big shake stuff. his head no and then Who it's gonna be back to the normal are, mr. <laughs> Never gonna get my or uh i can see like uh eminem eight mile dun, 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 dun. got one shot one opportunity <laughs> 
Do not miss your chance to go, young Luke. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, now, this, can you can you do the voice and say vomit on your shirt? Vomit on your shirt already. Blue milk. Mom's... No, there's blue milk on his sweater already. Mom's nerve steak. Mom's yeah. nerve steak? Nerve steak. <laughs> oh, nerve steak. Ner- yeah, yeah, nerve, yeah. nerve steak is a common food in the Star Wars yes. universe, Andy. I didn't know. Is that what a nerf herder is? Yes, ner- I think nerf is a big like cow beast kind of thing. And apparently they're scruffy looking. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy looking? All right, so let's throw Wrap it, it way back Fast again. Bomb. Speaking of time jumps, I found a fun little couple articles here. Uh, because in celebration for George Lucas's 77th birthday... Let's go back to May 25th, 1977, where moviegoers got their first glimpse of this little thing called Star Wars. So, uh, I guess it's been like long simmering and people were expecting it for quite a while. Um, And here's a couple of reviews from 1977. So, uh, from Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune. Star Wars is not a great movie in that it describes the human condition. It simply is a fun picture that will appeal to those who enjoy Buck Rogers-style adventures. What mm. places it <laughs> uh, what places it a sizable cut above the routine is, is it spectacular special effects. The best mm. since Stanley Kubrick's 2001. Star Wars is a battle between good and evil. The bad guys, led by Peter Cushing and an assistant who looks like a black vinyl-coated frog, control the universe with their dreaded Death Star. <laughs> Thank you, Gene Siskel. Jeez. That's what Darth Vader of, for the, for the what, listeners. What kind of frogs are in Chicago in that they look like Darth Vader? <laughs> uh, it's weird to think of Gene Siskel like, outside of Roger Ebert. That's, that's weird. There's one from Roger Ebert here as well. Would you like Ooh. to hear, hear yes, from him? Yes, I imagine he was less... Like generous. Let's just see. Star Wars is a fairy tale, a fantasy, a legend, finding its roots in some of our most popular fictions. The Golden Robot, Lion-Faced Space Pilot, and Insecure Little Computer on Wheels must have suggested the t- must have been suggested by the Tin Man, the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow of the Wizard of Oz. The journey from one end of the galaxy to another is out of countless of thousands of space operas. The hardware is from Flash Gordon out of 2001, A Space Odyssey. The chivalry is from Robin Hood. The heroes are from Westerns. And the villains are a cross between Nazis and sorcerers. Star Wars taps the pulp fantasies buried in our memories. And because it's done so brilliantly, it reactivates old thrills, fears, and exhilarations we thought we'd abandoned when we read our last copy of Amazing Stories. Huh. Roger Reboot. Chicago hmm. Sun-Times. So they, it's a, I don't know why I always had the impression that the critics didn't love Star Wars, but I guess it was a big, it was huge from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, it exploded fairly, fairly soon off the, you know, it, it was only yeah. released to something like 200 theaters or something like that. And then uh, for like two week runs and then yeah. like the uh, Chinese theater in Hollywood ended up expanding and building a new Mm -hmm. cinema because they had a commitment afterwards. So they legally couldn't 
show Star Wars anymore, but it was such a cash cow and they were getting so much money out of it that they built a whole new screen in like wow. the matter of a couple of like a week or so just to be able to get more Star Wars viewings in. Uh, like it, it completely changed the game for sure. But uh, yeah, I always thought that there was some animosity towards. I wonder, I wonder if maybe like if you think about Jaws and Star Wars were the first blockbuster movies they were like the first movies to make over 100 million right so i wonder if like critics were less snobby than they are now or like i feel like now if something becomes too popular they're like "Mm, i don't like this yeah it's almost cool to not like it yeah i wonder if that wasn't quite the thing back then yeah 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 um all right let's oh here's here's one from stanley kaufman the only way that Star Wars could have been interesting was through its okay. visual imagination and special effects. Both are unexceptional. I kept looking for an edge to peer around the corny, solemn <laughs> comic book strophes. <laughs> he was facing uh, he was facing them frontally and full. This picture was made for those particularly males, who carry a portable (laughs) shrine with them of their adolescence, a chalice of the self that was better than (laughs) before the world's affairs or, in any complex way, sex intruded. (laughs) If you just put in the word toxic masculinity, that that review could have been written today. (laughs) Yeah, that was was written by Mr. (laughs) Okay, I spoke too soon. I spoke too soon. Oh my God, that was so good. No, that that was it. That was the end of it. That was <laughs> that was good. Wow. So this guy's essentially saying that it's like for nerds who carry things who just like want their childhood eternally. Nostalgic man babies. And they've not had sex. Yeah. <laughs> As we all are. <laughs> no. Oh my god, that was a good one. I like that one. Uh mm. okay, here's one more. We'll do one more. We'll do one more. There's something depressing about seeing all these impressive cinematic gifts and all this extraordinary technology skills lavished on such perul materials. Perhaps more important is what seems to accomplish the canonization of comic book culture, which in turn becomes the triumph of the standardized, the simplistic, the mass produced commercial artifacts of our time. The triumph of camp. Uh, sorry, it's the triumph of camp, that sentiment which takes delight in the awful simply because it's awful. We enjoyed mm-hmm. such stuff as children, but one would think there would come a time we might put away childish things. That's from Joy <laughs> Gould Boyum from the Wall Street Journal. Of course. So these people are essentially okay. saying, yeah, it's, well, I, I, you know what? Uh, our boy, jo- uh, Bruce Valanche, pretty much said this exact thing. He said that the the critics of the time, if you listen back to that episode, everybody, um, listen back. He had said that the critics of the time had said that this movie was just for nerds and kids, basically. It was so. just, it, it wasn't really meant to be any kind of blockbuster. It was just supposed to be a fun movie that you know nerds and and that's okay. Teenage boys liked, but well, to be fair, that's how I got it. That's how I was like twelve. <laughs> when I really got into it, so yeah, yeah, that's you know, that you know. lines up, checks yeah. out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to demonize these these articles because they're just like, <laughs> what yeah. year did episode one come out? Ninety nine, ninety nine is when it came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah, 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 that sounds about right. Yeah, and the yeah. the special edition two years before that in uh, nineteen ninety seven. 
I mean, I, I like I watched it when I was like really little and I was aware of it, but I got like really into it when the special edition came out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's when like all the new round of toys came out and the yeah. uh you know the the action fleet vehicles, the lightsabers, and then the hype because they did like a year year and a half campaign, I think for um for episode one like with pepsi and and mm-hmm. lays chips you would you know you couldn't walk through a grocery store or a convenience store without just getting inundated with these visuals of oh, you know big, i had all the cans eh? i had every single pepsi and diet pepsi mountain dew can of episode one with all the characters on them yeah yeah was, yeah, it, yeah. was I co- it i collected every remember? can i threw them out eventually but um, do you remember two for episode one? Was it episode one of the movie theater where they had the tops? It was like the big plastic pop bottle, but then the top of it was like R two, and it, and then it was like C three PO on top. But it was like a full on, almost like figurine on top of the the pop bottle. Thing. Did you get did those you at the movie theater itself? I feel like you did. Yeah, I think and so. Like the straw yeah. would go into the top of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like R 2s legs would hang down. The, the over cup. the sides there yeah yeah but it was like solid like it was like this big thing it wasn't like a little figurine like it was like a full like bust wow bust yeah r2 <laughs> that bust funny busty, busty r2, r2. <laughs> you know what's weird to think is someone had to design c3po's ass <laughs> <laughs> george had to be like mm, more know. cheeks uh, can, you, can you add more but not gonna just make it a little bigger for me please I, I, yeah, what I'm seeing right now is thick, but with only one C. I want two Cs. Yeah, when I yeah. see that, how's that thick. practical? How's it going to work? Tell me how it's going to work. <laughs> Paint a picture. Here, here, I drew a picture of how I'm going. to... George, we can't do that. That's that's straight up pornography. What? But it's my vision. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. That doesn't sound like George Lucas at all. But <laughs> no, it's <laughs> it captures the spirit, the essence it's of George. Weird, like. Purse lip like I don't know, just mumbling to himself. You know, apparently his um, direction almost always was faster with more intensity. Pretty much every time they would do a scene, he would say faster with more intensity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's where maybe Hayden Christensen didn't really respond that well. He's like, okay, and then just did it. They'd be faster with a little more intensity instead of with more acting character <laughs> acting real uh, emotion yeah human emotion but. less whiny please hmm. uh, I hope he gets redeemed with this Kenobi series I know because I've seen him there was a movie day called Shattered Glass and I know he's done other stuff and he can't act. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, he's fantastic. And Life physically, is a house. He was great like, in Life is a House. And like Andrew's brought it up before, like the fight scenes, that like physicality that he brought to it, like, yeah, it's great. I, I enjoyed like, him actually. Like, and there was something about like, like every now and then, yeah, I, I'd be lying if I said I haven't like made fun of some of his scenes, like mm-hmm. mocking it a little bit. But I, I, again, I think that's actually just was the George Lucas style of writing. Mm-hmm. And the dialogue that he was handed, like, I-, I think he has, like, a lot of potential to redeem himself, for sure. I think so, too. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it's a lot of because of the attack of the clones. Whatever, 
like that's supposed to be like a like George always described it as like this is a romance. Um, but that's where all that whininess and everything. I feel like his performance in Revenge of the Sith is much better. Like even that opening sequence while he's flying, that kind of confidence that he has, and he's like, "Just trust me." Um, and like that to me feels like how I thought Anakin would be. Yeah, where, yeah, yeah. That, that's a great way to put it, though. That confidence that he had, he's, where he's he's got that almost cockiness to him, where he's just yeah. like, "This is where the fun begins." Like, yeah, yeah exactly. You're flying that's into a like clone just died behind you, and you're like, yeah. "This is fun," and then well, like, it, going in like wrecker, just balls. Well, and that's to and the that's wall. definitely where like the Clone Wars expanded on that. Like his turn to the dark yes, side was yeah. that recklessness, like putting people's others' lives in danger because he was so almost arrogant um where yeah. he, in, in basically his turn to the dark side in just the prequel trilogy was he was whiny and obi-wan didn't believe he was a master do you know what i mean like yeah. and it just didn't the turn was didn't make sense where like in the clone wars they really expanded just like oh yeah he was really talented yeah he was a great leader but he was also reckless and like you know mm-hmm. well to bring it full circle a little bit like the redemption of the prequel trilogy was in the clone wars mm-hmm. and you know backed up with a little bit from rebels and rebels more connected like the um maybe the sequel stuff maybe and maybe even some stuff that's yet to come out but yeah the clone wars is really what helped that and i'm wondering if this new era of animated specials and, and even tv shows is going mm-hmm. to do that with the sequel trilogies that's a good point. Like, so Filoni is like the master of like redeeming characters or like filling yeah. out stories to make them work. So I wonder what's the long game for the Bad Batch? Like, what is Omega? And is it is it the sequel trilogy? Or is it something? Yeah, I feel like. Or is, is there an element in the original trilogy that's like people still don't like that there's like a bit of a loose end or people question? I don't know. Hmm. I feel yeah. like it would have to. The sequel trilogy is really the only one that needs full redemption. I would think. Yeah, but it, it, like post two thousand five, it like I remember a very similar. I mean, the internet was there around, very active, but I don't think it was quite the uh, juggernaut that it is today. Social media mm-hmm. was like in its purest infancy there was no like real mass sharing of opinions or like you had your friend circles you had your friend groups but like as far as uh you know author um critics getting their views out it was really only to their specific audience like people who would actively search out their opinion whereas now it's like that spreads like wildfire those opinions and those those uh you know it was very much, I remember like in the early 2000s, it was very much like specific websites that you went to. Like, I think, I don't know if you guys ever went to, I used to go to Ain't It Cool News like every day and check Star Wars News. And I think they got, they made their name shitting on episode one and like speculation that it was going to be bad. But the, you, that was pretty siloed. Like you had to be a super nerd and you had to go to those websites where now it's like one bad trailer or like, we'll look at Sonic, right? Like. Sonic, yeah. everyone shit on Sonic. <laughs> oh my to be god, fair, he, he looked like a demon spawn, and he definitely looked way better. And which, I, a side note, not a bad movie. Um, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But yeah, like you're right. Like it, it spreads like wildfire now. Like you can't hide behind stuff anymore. Like a one bad viral idea and it just spreads. 
Yeah. And, uh, you know, with this, like the sequels were absolutely trashed, absolutely trashed. Like people had no real, like Ewan McGregor was probably the only redeeming quality the prequels you mean to the prequels did, did, yeah did you say sequels again fuck that? i hope not no you did, did. No. did say sequels listen you did back say you sequels. said sequels you did damn it <laughs> dial it back you can edit that in and it. you know what he's gonna do he's gonna so, edit this so he said prequel and then we're gonna look dumb see this he is has all the, the power this is what he said last week I, I he thinks i'm quiet but i listen i yeah, listen for him to fail <laughs> <laughs> Yes, those those sweet, sweet tender moments. You, you sound like my wife jerk. right now, just you waiting jerk. for that that one moment to just. You're not good enough. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. The the, uh, the prequels. What about them? Fuck sakes. No. Uh, the prequels. Um... I didn't dislike the prequels. Well, when I first watched them, I liked them. It was just like when it, the first, episode one came out, I was. Like I wasn't on the internet ever at all, really. So I just took it as I enjoyed it, and then it was like later on as people talked about it and whatever. Then I'm like, maybe this isn't cool to like. Yeah, I I always liked episode one. Um, I was just at that you mm-hmm. know formative age coming out of, uh, you know, I was two years after uh the thirtieth birthday. Two years after my 30th, yeah, so I was hanging out with all my school friends and my thirtieth birthday, hanging, hanging around the middle school. Have you guys seen that Star Wars movie yet? Do you want to go? I got I have candy. <laughs> I got I got this month's uh, yeah friend payments. If you guys want to still be my friends, um, but uh, yeah, so I see you. I I did episode one was fine. I was trying to the ICQ nice, but um. Episode two, I did not enjoy off the hop. Mm, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't love that. Uh, the uh, only redeeming part for me in that was Yoda. listening to Yoda go, yep. and, then just, <laughs> and, and I thought um, Dooku was cool. He was interesting. He had potential. Um, yeah. I don't think he really got a huge fair shake. Oh, but again, and I would say Django, the Django and the clones. I thought that everything with Obi Wan, it had the, the pieces. second one. Yeah, it had the pieces to be a real cool movie. But like the rolling in the field, oh. Anakin being a whiny little bitch. Um, like when he them. got when I he went killed them all. Yeah, when he went beast mode like that, where you could hear like the echo of oh, uh, Qui Gon going Hurricane, and he just like whoop, just yeets those <laughs> those sand people. Where like I was like, oh boy, it's getting juicy now, and then it's like meh. And then this, the I thought the lightsaber fight was a little underwhelming. A lot of yes. close up, where it was just the lightsaber yeah. going back and forth in front of their face, so you could get that close up of Christopher Lee yeah. without having to use a stunt double very much for him. Oh, and that stupid sequence in the the droid facility where they're like, it's oh, like a video God. games level. It's so bad. And then oh. when uh, C three PO gets his head put on a, oh, it's so stupid. I'm losing my head over this. This is such mm-hmm. a drag. <laughs> Lick me where I shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I don't remember that line. Oh, you I remember that part. I think it was edited out later. But okay. um, yeah, for me it was the Yoda and the the Samuel Jackson when that purple lightsaber lit up for the first time. Yes, Ooh, yeah, yes. That yeah. Was, and there was yeah. a cool sequence if you watch him, um, but you had to have because this is in the days of DVDs where you had to have the widescreen. Yeah. 
and I was a little pissed because my mom brought bought me the full screen version I of the DVD. The full screen, but you have see, no. see. I didn't understand how it worked back in the day, so I always wanted the full screen. Yeah, the same. wide screen. My, I have the full screen, but the wide screen shot, you would see like this sweet like flicking of the wrist, like rotating of the wrist with his lightsaber, like so casual, just yeah. blocking blasters away. Where he's like back to back. I think with I think it might be with Obi Wan. Yeah. Um, and they're talking to each other as they're like deflecting uh, blasters. There was that, and then the uh, the nice smooth stroke of Django's Django's head. head. I thought that was really cool. Um, I also, again, oh, you you and McGregor, yeah, was just solid through the whole him investigating the clones and trying to figure it out. I thought that was definitely cool. I, yeah, I think the only one I I genuinely did enjoy that I knew was bad when I watched in the theater. Was Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith? I was definitely older, but it was definitely the best prequel. And then when I first saw the episode one, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, like it, oh. it's, and I think looking back on it now, again, because mm-hmm. of the Clone Wars, getting a lot of that stuff filled out, uh, like you got the expanded view on Dooku and his plan, and seeing him in action more, as opposed to you know. A little bit at the end of the Attack of the Clones, and then he had that sequence at the beginning of uh, Revenge of the Sith was awesome. That was like yeah. a great way to start a movie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and just seeing how badass and how much of like of a force he actually was, mm-hmm. like how much it took for Anakin to beat him, but mm-hmm. eventually he handily did, which kind of lent itself to okay, uh, hand- yep. ha- handily. Handily, I didn't even literally mean to do that. The pun was not intended, but very well, very well received. Uh, Look at I his hope. face when he chops his hands off; it's quite amazing. Oh. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> I, w- I imagine that's probably too because he he knew who Palpatine was, right? Like he knew that that was. Did he know he was Sidious? I don't know. I gotta rewatch some of those Clone Wars things where I don't think it's actually. He actually says like. I have to go to the Senate now and tell them hmm. that it worked the other point. side of this. I never thought about that. I always thought that in that moment, like, he was like, what are you doing, Palpatine? Like, shouldn't you have my back right now? But now that you say that, I don't know. I don't know if he knew that he was Sidious. Yeah. I don't think it was ever outwardly said or one way or the other. No. Like, for him to say, like, to Sidious, should I go capture chancellor palpatine and then Mm. sidious was like no not yet it's almost like Mm. oh that actually puts into perspective that whole scene in revenge of the sith wow i don't know if you talked about this already i said like this like light i like dissociated for one minute and then i've had like this light bulb moment it's when he looks at him when he gets his head cut cut off that's what we were just talking about. Literally, that's what we were just talking about. Like, did did he? Is he looking at Palpatine? Like, help me! Like, you're my bro, or is know, he just like it. so? Yeah. Like I said, I dissociated for a second, and I came back yeah. into the conversation. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> what What happens to Walter White in um, Breaking Bad? What is something fugue that he says he, he uses an excuse? Oh yeah, when he oh, walks he walks around naked, or he walks yeah. naked into the grocery store. It's like, trust me, this will work. I was in a fugue state. Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah, it's that look. I just like, yeah, listening to you talk and then just sort of like, I like trail off in my own head thinking for a second. And then I kind of clean back think, into the But you think though, right? The way he looks at Palpatine, it's like a look of shock. Like, wait, you're going to let him kill me? Like, 
But th- that's the thing, though, right? Like, you think in that moment it's because you're going to let oh. him kill me he looks like that. But what I'm wondering is he realizes in that exact moment with the do it. Cause like, oh, he, that's like, – it's oh, the that voice. Makes sense too. Yeah, and then good that's point. my light bulb moment is that it's ah. not that he let him kill him. It's the – in that moment he realized, holy fuck, you're the emperor. You're Sidious. Ah. Like you're, so yeah, you're Darcidious. You're not. Wow. A oh, chancellor. there it is. There it is. That's what that look is. Good yeah. disassociation there, Andy. I, yeah. that, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> he's quiet. He's he's like um, Doctor Strange when he's like looking at the different possibilities. Like, <laughs> yeah. Whatever he goes quiet, that's what he's doing. He's just like, does your friend always look like do that? <laughs> is he having a seizure right now? No, he's just looking at possible futures. <laughs> I figured it out, guys. <laughs> That's but actually no. really that's that's really cool. Yeah, that is that I, is excellent. Uh, that, I think I'll make that our clip of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> make it uh, the title of the episode. That should be our title of this podcast. Uh, State. And, Andy dissociates. <laughs> Andy disassociation. Oh, <laughs> uh, that is that is lovely. Um, well, I think what better note could we end it on? That's than a that? high note. That's, that's a, high, a note. high note. Leave them wanting more, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Good Morning Alderaan. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate you being here and spreading the word about us. Um, yeah, we're just a couple of nerds looking to have some fun. Thank you, everybody who has been uh, commenting, sending us like Instagram videos and pictures and memes. Um, they've been absolutely awesome i'm just pulling up a few kid mode absolutely crushing it uh dj vincent 15 holy smokers that's uh um yeah he, he sends me fire stuff just about every single day kind of thing uh greatly appreciated thank you all so much um yeah we, we really appreciate everybody listening to us we really really do mm-hmm. and if you haven't already please punch that subscribe button and give us a rating yeah, and if you want to, you can go ahead and check out our YouTube channel too, uh, which is in the show notes. Absolutely. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Good Morning Alderon uh, and send us some of those memes like the aforementioned beauties. Uh, that would be greatly appreciated. Once again, my name is Pat, and on behalf of my co hosts, Andy and Ryan, I just want to say thanks for listening and hey, always be a giant in the streets. <laughs> I just disassociated. Always be a Jedi in the streets. And a Sith in the sheets. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. Adios. I wonder what I wonder what his disassociation thought was.